Hi, my name is Barry Manandi and you're listening to the ZFM Sport Podcast. Z. And it's Messi! It is the cleanest of clean finishes and the best on the planet. It's time for the biggest sports stories. Chelsea, the UEFA Champions League winners of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such such thuggish behaviour. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world in front of any player in the world and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's ZFM Sport. Let's join the team for the biggest show in the world of sport on ZFM Stereo. My station, your station. After four weeks of intense action in Qatar, where the best 32 teams in the world duked it out in a 64-game tournament, the destination of the next World Cup title comes down to this. The final on Sunday as two-time champions Argentina face off against defending champions France in a match that is already being advertised as a straight shootout between seven-time Ballon d'Or winner Lionel Messi and France's 23-year-old phenom Kylian Mbappe. It is is the focus of the entire sporting world and indeed we are no different here on ZFM Sport our focus is on the World Cup final it comes up every four years and therefore we can dedicate the next 54 minutes uh, to talking about what could happen on a Sunday we'll give you our permutations uh, don't go to the betting house with them but certainly <laughs> consider them as part of our opinion we want to hear yours as well 0731 68045. The team is in the studio. Mike Madura, Sean Tafirinika, our producer. My name is Barry Manandi, and we'll be talking through uh, the final come a Sunday. It is an epic one. In truth, we've got there's no real underdog here. Yeah, there's no real underdog uh, because uh, both can stake a claim. Uh, both uh, can look back at the tournament uh, and think to themselves, you know what, we've gradually got better as the tournament has got along. Uh, Argentina, that embarrassing loss to Saudi Arabia in their first game. First game a lot yeah. of people thinking that, you know what, Argentina could have been sent packing in the group stage. France also suffering something of a blip as well uh, on the away to the final, but recovering to win the big games. Now, this is the biggest one of them all, yep. and they're going to need their biggest players to have a big game if you're going to win one win this one that is the only story and in truth (laughs) the only story that matters out of the world of sport it's a world cup final the fifa world cup qatar 2022 but the structure of the show doesn't change we start with our power play the home front local sports news and analysis Our local sports news roundup starts with cricket where Logan Cup matches due to start tomorrow have been delayed by one day following the confirmation of the funeral arrangements for the late Shepard Makunura. Makunura, who at the time of his passing yesterday was doubling up as fielding coach with the Chevrons and head coach at provincial side Southern Rocks, will be laid to rest at Warren Hills Cemetery in the capital city Harare tomorrow morning. In golf news, Zimbabwe Golf Association has released the 2023 national calendar of events 
which runs from the 21st of January to the 9th of December. The first tournament of the new year will be the Dagmore Trophy at Bulawayo Golf Club. It will be followed by three Matebeleland amateur events at Bulawayo Country Club. We wrap it up with news out of the Castle Lager Premier Soccer League where Dynamos is set to beat the Highlanders to the signature of Wawa striker Jaden Barakim after the teenage sensation was spotted training with the Harare Giants this week. The 19-year-old has been one of Bozo's prime targets and was close to joining the Bulawayo side during the mid-season transfer window but the deal collapsed at the last minute. Hi, my name's Ryan Kenz, Sunshine Tour professional golfer and you're listening to ZFM Sport. Jogo Bonito, Tiki Taka, Total Football. It's a football celebration where only the best are invited. Messi, Ronaldo, Neymar, Benzema. The stars come out to play on your Qatar 2022 World Cup update on CFM Sports. We're talking uh, the World Cup final. It is France that is taking on Argentina. Now, France is the first team that we will talk about. And France started the World Cup with more questions than answers after being ravaged by injuries. Uh, But they quickly ended the curse of the defending champions to reach the final thanks to their ruthlessness, mental strength and moments of sheer brilliance. Mike, just from a general perspective, uh, going into this tournament, it didn't look good. I certainly believe the hype. (laughs) I'm going to put my hand up. I certainly believe that there was a lack of focus from the entire team. The injuries uh, coupled with a lot of off-field issues would conspire uh, to cause that curse of the defending champions uh, to reign true once again over France. They got over it. Yeah, they got over it and pretty quickly because uh, they uh, put in uh, some very decent performances early on in the group stage and have uh, gradually built on that uh, to a point where they are in the final. I mean, uh, they started off with a thumping 4-1 win uh, over Australia, beat Denmark 2-1 to become the first side to actually progress to the knockout stages Mm. uh, of the World Cup. They lost uh, 1-0 to Tunisia, but they were resting all their big guns. And I think uh, Didier Deschamps uh, had as many as about nine changes in that game so uh, whilst it was a surprise uh, it was not really something that uh, France would have been worried about heading into the round of 16 they then beat Poland comfortably uh, 3-1 before of course uh, winning that blockbuster quarterfinal uh, against England 2-1 and then uh, you know having Morocco in the semi-final if he had asked Didier Deschamps if he had asked the likes of Kylian Mbappe before the tournament started that hey you guys are going to be playing Morocco uh, in the semi-final of Qatar 2022 that was said you know what we'll take that yeah. uh, and that's no disrespect to Morocco but simply because sometimes at major tournaments and the tournaments of this nation the World Cups your continental uh, tournaments uh, you know Bonzorno Shanda mm. uh, pedigree there's such a thing as pedigree, as pedigree uh, yeah. and we even as Zimbabwe we have fallen foul of that whenever we've been at AFCON we just haven't seemed to have the capacity and the mental aptitude to, to navigate our way uh, through these tournaments despite us thinking you know what we got some great players in our squad yeah. we got some talented players in our squad we can go man to man with some of these um, teams at tournaments but we have failed to progress out of the group stages uh, and so France for me uh, they got over injuries to players like Pogba yep. uh, to Kante who for me I know the world was talking about Mbappe and I think that was a function of the fact that yes he did play and he was 
18 years old at that time. At the time, uh, yeah. And so he grabbed the headlines. But the two players that were really pivotal as France won the World Cup in Russia uh, were Angola Kante uh, and uh, Paul, Paul Pogba. Pogba. Mm. They were absolutely fantastic. They were phenomenal uh, in that tournament. Those two players missing Unavailable, in, this, yeah. uh, in this particular tournament. Karim Benzema, the reigning Ballon d'Or winner, winner, missing mm. uh, from this tournament. But France find themselves in the final and rightfully so they have played well they deserve the spot on the final day is it is it important uh, and i say important in inverted commas uh, that you don't necessarily coast the group stages because mm. you find that these two finalists didn't coast they they didn't uh, for france uh, they they were they qualified after the two games but still when you lose a game in the group stages sometimes it gives you a kick up the backside yep. and that wabi kazri goal for tunisia mm. in their last group match may have just been the kick up the Heineken that they required uh, to, to, to make them realize that they have no divine right to win every game in which they play because we've seen a France maintain a level of intensity, a level of passion, a level of hunger uh, that we haven't seen a lot from defending champions. France have the bit between their teeth. Yeah, absolutely. And more than that, Barry, it also gives the coach, uh, the manager Didier Deschamps, he then gets the right picture as to which players can I count on? Yep. Who are my best players which players he shuffled have, his pack yeah, as he, yeah, as he, he shuffled out. his pack brought in some of the French players so that they could stake a claim and they lose to Tunisia so he's looking at those players and thinking you know what okay you guys are good enough good enough to be squad players yep. you're good enough to be coming off the bench but you can't lead the line mm. I can depend on the players the you can't carry the day I have to count on the players that were there from day one who played in that 4-1 victory over Australia mm. played in that 2-1 victory over Denmark and he has gone with more or less the same starting 11 barring one or two positions yep. in all the critical games so mm. that's uh, kick up the backside by Tunisia serving a dual purpose oh, and, and we've talked about France as a, a collective as a, as, a, as a group as a squad and as a team now if we break it down into into departments it, it has been posited uh, that perhaps the uh, late extraction of Karim Benzema and his un unavailability actually assisted Didier, Didier Deschamps because he was able to play a very effective front three of uh, Usman Dembele on, on, on the right uh, Kylian Mbappe on the left and then uh, uh, Olivier Giroud coming in the middle because that triumvirate at the front has been very effective for France and we are joined by one of uh, Zimbabwe's premier attackers <laughs> of course in Alois Bunjira and we uh, Bunj when we look at that front three I think it would have had a different output I'm not saying better or worse but it would have had a different output had Karim Benzema been there. Yeah, uh, definitely, Barry. It was going to be different. And sometimes you wonder how they were going to set it up. You know, when we look at it, uh, Benzema plays uh, through the center mm. where Jeru is playing. Yeah. And Jeru has played a pivotal part in where they are right now. So you, we wouldn't know how it was going to happen. And Obviously, know, it was going to be different. Sorry, cut you off. But when you say pivotal... You, you, many games, Hiro probably has the least touches of any player on the field of play, but leaves the pitch having scored one, maybe assisted another. Yeah. So he's he's effective uh, insofar as he doesn't need many touches of the ball. No, he doesn't. He's, he plays the number nine position very well because he keeps the defenders busy and he keeps them further down so that the t the whole team can actually have space. The team has to, the to, Yes, yes. Yeah, they, they, they have space to actually maneuver. It also gives room for a player like Mbappe to actually have better space but if you have a, a striker that drops 
a lot more which it means the defenders also the defenders also push then the space gets gets closed as well. So it was going to be different when if they had. But for me, I think it was also good for them as options. They will have a lot of different options. When this move doesn't happen, you will have uh, a, a, a different move. But like, like I said, remember we always, I have always um, uh, spoken about it. I prefer combinations much more than having star players. Right. You just feel star players, that I've got star players, then you play. Mm. I prefer when you can actually see that I have got a bar I've got a team that gels. I, I, would, I would rather use that. One. I, I want to also touch on on uh, Giro. I think uh, a lot of people just underestimate his ability. I mean, mm. for a big fella, he's deceptively good on the ball. Yeah. Uh, he holds it up well. He's got a decent amount of skill. He's strong. He's robust. He makes the right runs. That's why he inevitably finds himself in good goal scoring com- mm. uh, positions. Able to score with the head as well. So they're oh, able yeah. to break the door down. And I think that has been uh, the, the big advantage of having Giroud uh, leading the line and uh, I agree with you which is not to say that he would have done a better job uh, than Karim Benzema but he's just a different sort of weapon yeah. uh, that yeah. uh, Didier Deschamps has in his uh, in his armory the other thing guys is that yes you've talked about that front three mm. but let's not forget the man who's been playing behind them mm. and that is of course Antoine, Antoine Griezmann, Griezmann. Oh he God. has been the guy who has been pulling the strings yeah, uh, sure. playing as an attacking midfielder the way that he's been able to link up with them in attack short passes the way he's been able to spread uh, switch play as well the longer passes the way that he crosses uh, his ability on the set piece as well I think he's been the untalked about factor mm. uh, in France's advance uh, towards the final and and uh, I wasn't going to touch on the midfield I'm glad Mike covered it in, in that in that in that response because I wanted to talk about the back four um, Didier Deschamps has been having to patch that thing together uh, for every game last in the in the semi-final he didn't have diode uh, uh, Upa Makano, he had to throw in Ibu Konate, who had probably <laughs> the best game on the pitch, could have been man of the match. Uh, uh, and then now we're hearing news that for the final, he may not have uh, uh, Ibrahima Konate available to him because of illness. So, Dide Deshaun is another one as well. Varane, uh, another one. succumbed to uh, a bit to of illness. a stomach ailment, yes. So, so it's, it's been a tough one, Dide Deshaun. And the fact that they've only uh, uh, conceded, what is it, uh, two. Um, three, four goals in the entire tournament is credit to Didier Deschamps and also his squad depth. Yeah, they, they've got a good squad. Uh, defensively, I thought they also have been doing well. Even the goalkeeper, Loris, Loris has been uh, fantastic for for France as well. But right now, I think, like you're saying, uh, chopping and changing a defence is not really yeah. good for any team, especially going into the final. And we're hearing that there's been some bug that is going on in the in the, in the the French camp. Then mm. That can also change the... With a, with, I, I wish you <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't know. But, uh, but like I said, I, I still believe that it's, it's not good for any coach right. to actually to be chopping and changing your defense, especially at a tournament. For sure. We've talked about the groups. Now let's talk about individuals. And uh, there's no probably bigger stature of an individual in the French team than Kylian Mbappe. He scored five goals. Uh, and Mbappe has been their main man, showcasing his devastating devastating I repeat speed uh, intelligence trickery and finishing uh, to leave France just one win away from a glory now Mbappe has however been criticised for his defensive work rate uh, let's hear from French football pundit Julien Lorenz Mini doesn't want to to start with that doesn't mean that he shouldn't but that means he doesn't want to so you can force it's not forcing him but you can say to him listen we, 
you have to. You have to do something. At least do the minimum. Even the minimum is what I want to do. I mean, the stats today is something ridiculous, like 0.1% of his, of his runs are defensively. Final, Giroud is happy to defend more and to cover the number six of the opposition because Kylian is not going to go. Okay, maybe the best player and Messi is... is is in a way a little bit similar, although I see Messi working hard and counter-pressing more than Kylian does. I, I don't know, Deschamps is on board, Deschamps agreed to it, they've worked a barrier training to make sure that it's okay to defend as a 4-4-2 and Kylian doesn't defend. I don't know, I find it strange. So in summary, Mike, he doesn't mark, does he have to? Well, listen, I think this, uh, the, the, the system is set up uh, that he doesn't have to really exert himself uh, defensively. Uh, I think he's there uh, to be uh, the main guy in attack. Uh, there are a lot of guys that they do have behind the ball who work incredibly hard. Uh, you take a look at their defensive setup. I know you talked about the centre-backs, but uh, just take a look at their full-backs. They've got uh, Jules Koundé uh, mm. from uh, Barcelona who has been solid. I mean, you can't bully him. He's quick. Uh, he's got a decent pass on him. Uh, and then, of course, on the other wing as well, they've got Hernandez, Hernandez uh, who yeah, has been on. arguably uh, one of the best fullbacks in the tournament. So those guys, I think, are the insurer's uh, policy. And then they've got Chumini. Mm. Uh, Chumini has been one of the revelations uh, of, of this World Cup because he's come in. Yes, he was a, a revelation in Ligue 1. He's gone to Real Madrid and benefited from the fact that Casemiro went to Manchester United and he's got regular game time at Real Madrid. So he is now playing with confidence, the confidence of knowing that you know what I'm a Real Madrid player and so he's taken that confidence into the French national team setup and when you take a look at those players behind the ball for France I think there's a bit of leeway for Kylian Mbappe to pick and choose uh, the times that he's involved as far as his defensive Mm. work is concerned uh, his defensive work uh, is uh, a little appreciated and you say that it's the players that are behind him one of the players that you spoke about Mike was Antoine Griezmann he's displayed all around game Griezmann uh, played as a winger at the 2014 World Cup then was France's key scoring threat in its 2018 title win he's now an all-purpose midfielder creating chances for his teammates and snuffing out opposing threats most crosses for France with 37. He's crossed the ball the most and he's not even a wing. And our football pundit Sasha uh, Gorionov uh, says Griezmann is the most important player for France at the moment. I mean, I get, I get the point about maybe both teams not necessarily wanting the ball that much. But I think what we, could, what we saw against... Um, I mean, actually, throughout the tournament, is uh, in the previous World Cup, uh, France had the midfielder who was doing the job of two midfielders, Kante. Yeah. This World Cup, uh, arguably, an even greater performance from Griezmann because see second half against Morocco, he was effectively trying to screen his his back line. First half, obviously, he creates the goal, and I think the goal isn't just the dart- darting run. He's ghosting. He's like loitering around the defender for 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 a good few seconds, going back and forth until he he loses him. Z. So uh, Antoine Griezmann. The important, most important player for France. Discuss, Alois, and you're shaking your head vehemently. <laughs> no ways. Mbappe is the most important player in that team. I'm not discounting the contribution of Griezmann. We agree. Like Mike said, he has been an unsung hero of that team. Yes, he is very vital. Vital cog, just like Chimone. They are very, very vital in that, in, in that team. But to say that he is more important than... I'll, t- I'll ask you one question. If there is a crisis, you need to take one player in the final, for mm-hmm. this final. Mm-hmm. You need to take out one player and replace him. 
It's an unpopular p- opinion, but I'll pull out. It's an unpopular opinion. Yes, let me answer. I think, yeah, just to come in the middle of two raging bulls is to say that I don't think it has to be about how the team functions effectively because I agree with with Alois. When he says, who do you remove? Of course, I'll remove Griezmann and say with Mbappe. However, conversely as well, I don't think the importance of a player is defined by being the best yeah 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 and yeah, yeah. i'll use the argentina example mm. Lionel messi i believe is argentina's best player i don't think he's the most important player no and the reason why i say that is depaul for me DePaul, is Rodrigo the most DePaul, important yeah. player for argentina yeah and we've seen it at this world cup whenever depaul has been substituted mm-hmm. what has happened with uh, argentina Chino Gujunuka. Chino Gujunuka yeah. and they've conceded goals and that was the mistake that was made and we'll discuss argentina in detail later on yeah. when they took out depaul versus netherlands people talk about oh it was a tactical masterclass but De- no yes. it was not yeah. it was because scaloni knew nearly threw it away believing that Bye. you know what at two nil up we can take out depaul rest him yeah. and make sure that he is ready for the next game yeah. and there are allowed the likes of De Jong to control midfield. So, yeah. so I don't know you guys whether there is collation between being the most important and, and being, being the, the best. Because for me, Mbappe is France's best player, that, but is he their most that's, important? That's a very important definition. Now, having distilled it to that, Alois, do you still maintain? Because for me, I think the most important player would be Antoine Griezmann, but the best player for, for in, in, in France's lineup is Kylian Mbappe. The best player in France lineup is Kylian Mbappe. Yes. And the most important player in that lineup is still Kylian Mbappe. <laughs> okay, hello. So, so let's talk about Olivier Giroud then. <laughs> One that we do agree. We do, wait, about wait, wait. Do you know yeah. what I want to maybe say? And this is just to flavor the discussion. Because yeah. I take a look at the last two knockout games. Yep. The man who's really driven the team. In has these been, two uh, knockouts has been, has been, uh, been Griezmann. Griezmann. Yeah. In uh, these two games. Mbappe has uh, uh, come up with important in interventions but in terms of the all-around game contribution with and without the ball it's been Antoine Griezmann and so I think that Alois does not agree but anyway 0731 Alois let's give the number Alois let's give the number and then you can contribute 0731 guys who is more important Mbappe or Griezmann remember we're defining it to say that important doesn't necessarily equate to best go on Alois you're saying something I was saying Griezmann obviously he had a lot of a lot to do in the game because he is the central midfielder he is pivot how he collects he fetches and carry so if you calculate about that his importance because of the number of touches that he makes then he, he, he not necessarily he, touches, he, he, no. he does yeah he is the he is he's the focal point mm. of the team because he is playing in the central position whereas Mbappe waits to actually get fed yeah okay le, le, let's move on from that and uh, talk about some some uh, and I think we've already discussed the importance of Olivier Giroud and of course uh, Aurelien uh, Chomeny uh, who are also very very important uh, to that France uh, lineup and uh, I think Mike you talked about the World Cup pedigree um, you have to know how to get it done and uh, uh, France have been champions twice that's 1998 and 2018 uh, and they have uh, also had some ignominious exits out of this competition not least of all in 2010 where they had a group stage exit they're in the final this time and they have an opportunity to go all the way and lift the trophy and defend the trophy uh, that they won in 2018 can they uh, let's go and uh, give you around the world in 60 before we take our play of the day then it's time to talk about Argentina stay right where you are move to the groove of the nation a 
around the world in 60 seconds. International Sports News. Away takeoff in Australia where Proteas interim coach Malibonga Maketa says that they were wary of Australia's opener David Warner who still bears some of the brunt from the sandpaper gate fallout from the last time the two countries met. Four years on, the stink from the Acrimonia series still lingers to this day, especially ahead of the first test in Brisbane tomorrow. In news out of France, the French Rugby Federation ethics committee piled pressure uh, on disgraced President Bernard Laporte demanding he resign. Laporte received a two-year suspended prison sentence on corruption charges on Tuesday just nine months before France hosts the sports showpiece event, the World Cup. And we touch down in the US where Golden State Warriors star Steph Curry is expected to miss a few weeks with a left shoulder injury. The Warriors announced that Curry suffered a left shoulder subluxation but did not provide a timeline for his return. For you. I, I listen to my, my radio. CFM Stereo. Fan Zone. Get in touch with the team and have your say your way. Operator. 0731-168-045. That's the WhatsApp number. Just save it in your phone as ZFM Sport. That's 0731-168-045. We are also on Twitter where you can follow and interact with at ZFM Sport. The messages are coming in and I can tell you that opinion is divided. Oh. Mm, so let's read the messages, mm. okay? Uh, I don't agree with Barry. Alois is right. Mbappe has been the difference and the reason why France are in the final. You don't tell us your name, but that is your view. But this message coming in from Rems Kwajimba. Hi, ZFM Sports. You are amazing to listen, guys. Keep the fire burning. Thank you so much, uh, Rems. Hans Griezmann is top-notch in the French team. Yes, of course, Mbappe shouldn't be snubbed as he's contributing a lot uh, in the goal scoring but Griezmann is making it happen for Mbappe as well as the underrated big striker Olivier Giroud to be found on top of the World Cup, uh, World Cup scoring charts as they are both leading with only one apiece between them. More messages coming in here. Uh, this one says Griezmann uh, is the most important player for France. He is pivotal. Mbappe on the other hand walks around when he gets the ball. His error rate is higher than Messi. France plays with one man short when they don't have the ball uh, goes on to give his prediction and says France 3 Argentina uh, 1 more messages here Anzi guys I think you are splitting hairs over nothing. Uh, important and the best. Mbappe is the most important player for France. Arguing against that is like saying money isn't the most important player for Senegal. I think there's an argument to be made yeah. uh, about money being the most important mm, player for mm, Senegal, yeah. but we won't start that, <laughs> that argument. Let's not start that now. argument, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and then someone says, yes, good, high error rate than Messi. Where does Messi come in now? Yeah, yeah it's, it's just a, a comparison. <laughs> <laughs> Where did it come from? I'm a figure. I'm a figure. All right. Anzi, would Mbappe and Dembele uh, survive relentless fullbacks like uh, Andrew Robertson and Trent Alexander? I think Killian becomes a liability against such a setup. Well, Killian Mbappe faces those fullbacks in the Champions League uh, week in, week out, and he's done very well against the world's best uh, fullbacks. He does, just, just doesn't play against them at a World Cup. He's uh, constantly facing them. Uh, someone wants to talk about uh, the Defenders, Jans Konate is better than Upe Makano. And if the latter plays, then Argentina will have joy on Sunday. So he views Upe Makano as something of a weak link, Barry. Um, I, I dispute that. I think Upe Makano has had a decent tournament. Um, in terms of who's better, I think Konate certainly had a better game than Upe Makano uh, 
has had in this tournament, especially in that semi-final. Uh, but I think they're, they're, they're equally important, equally good. Um, whoever yeah, plays... They can replace each other. They, they can replace yeah. each other. Yeah. I don't think it's too much of a drop-off in quality. Cap- Captain John Kambarami in Glenora. Good evening. You say all of them are important. It's only good they've got different assignments in the team. Uh, Charles in Epper says Griezmann is the most important player for France. That is the view of... So, listen, what I just did here was just run through mm, a number mm. of messages and you can see that, you know what, uh, there are a number of people who view it very differently. Differently, uh, yeah. And so... Who just like we view it differently yeah, in the studio. Just <laughs> like how we view it differently <laughs> in the studio. And that's the beauty of yep. punditry in that we get into discussions so that's toward Isana. Yeah. Uh, it's not about proving someone wrong or mm. this one is right. No, it's just about having differences in opinion. Like, pretty much like someone says, hey, my favorite drink is a Coke and someone says, mm. mine is a Fanta. Yeah. As a real Fanta, you know, I do Coke. Coke, I don't know. Yeah. Well, guys, uh, the, the, uh, an explanation has come. You, uh, Alois, you asked about uh, the comparison with Messi. As I compared Mbappe um, to Messi because they are similar players, useless without the ball. Their importance comes when they get the ball. Messi has a lower rate, was just putting Mbappe's performance into context. Uh, I can understand what he's talking about, but the context we want is the French context. The French because context. Because we're talking about Griezmann, the most important Mbappe. player for who? For France. For France uh, yeah. And Messi doesn't uh, exactly play for France. Talking about Messi, let's take a look at Argentina. Your, your hit mu- music station. My station. Your station. It's everybody's station. Z FM Stereo. Style. Elegance. Determination. Passion. Football comes alive in Qatar and on CFM Sport. And now it seems uh, such a long time ago that Argentina, La Albi Celeste, were on the wrong side of statistically the biggest shock in tournament history where they were beaten by Saudi Arabia. But since then, Argentina has won five in a row and really found their rhythm against Croatia, sweeping aside a team who had just knocked out Brazil to march into the final on a high. Argentina football journalist Martin Mazur says there is a strong bond between the fans who believe La Albi Celeste is destined to win the World Cup. There is a bond, and, and and it's a fantastic, fantastic story because this bond is uh, Messi. For example, there is this famous song now that everyone is, is singing this song, and maybe it's the, the the main song of the World Cup aside from the official song. But you can see all the people singing, but you can see also the players from Argentina singing it, and you can see Messi singing it. And Messi in this song, in the song. Uh, Messi has to to say that Argentina is the the land of Lionel, and he sings it because it's like a, he's a fan, and he's a fan singing the song that fans sing. And at the same time, the players are also fans, and they are fans of Messi. They want to win, um, and and this is also one thing I've I've never ever seen this. Not even with Maradona, the the players want to to for many years we've waited to to win by Messi, you know for waiting for a genius moment from Messi and win it by Messi. And now we are we are all waiting and hoping to win for Messi. And this is a fantastic, fantastic change of preposition because the players there, they want to win for Messi. See.
1998 for Argentina, quarterfinals. 2002, group stage exit. 2006, quarterfinals. 2010, quarterfinals. 2014, runners-up. 2018, a total disaster. Out in the round of 16. They're back in the final in the year 2022. Alois... We heard the pundit there speaking a lot about Lionel Messi. And I can only imagine the pressure that is in Lionel Messi heading into this game. And not from just the expectation of other Argentinian fans, but just himself knowing that, you know what, this is my last chance. This is my last game at a World Cup. Yeah, I think he has got uh, a lot of pressure in his head, but I hope that he is professional enough and uh, a big player enough to, to actually uh, do what the other greats uh, before him, he have done the Pelés of this world. They had that kind of pressure. Uh, the Maradonas of this world, they had that kind of pressure. When the whole nation is looking up to you to actually do it, but like the pundit said, Messi is in a lucky, like, in a very good situation because mm. he has got a team that is ready to play for him. They want to play for him. His own teammates want to play for him. So he is in a good space. I, I'm sure even in the changing room before the match, they will mm. be assuring him that you know what. Right. Do your thing. We are here. We're going we, 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 to do it for you. We're going to do it for you. The, so you've been, a, you've been a very good space. But the, the other pressure from, from the fans, I think, is a plus. The, the point that you've brought up, you know, about the team playing for him, uh, Alois uh, uh, Barry, uh, I think I showed you a tweet uh, from um, Philip Lum. Mm. Uh, the former captain of uh, Germany, Germany in, in mm. 2014 who said that you know what in 2014 we knew that Argentina were just trying to give the ball to Messi mm. and wanting him do to something. figure out everything <laughs> what to yeah. do so yeah. he was supposed to do everything and it made it easy for us yes. because we knew that the game plan revolved around Messi this time he says that yeah. it doesn't yeah. he's got a team that's willing to play for him yeah. and can play without him Absolutely, and uh, we've seen goals. I think the the um, the goal by McAllister, I think it was, uh, whereby in truth he wasn't really involved in in in, in uh, creating yeah, that goal. The Alvarez it, one, the Alvarez one, for instance. Uh, so this is a team that can play without him. Uh, they are better with him, obviously, uh, and they know that the moments in which he can be most effective. So we've talked about his neutrality when when Argentina has the ball, and it's almost as if the rest of the team. Has figured out that when he's in these sort of areas, given the ball, if he's not, don't bother. So, yeah, 100%. I think they figured it out. But they've uh, figured it out. And uh, let's take a look at the other key players, uh, Alois. And uh, you obviously love goals. And so you will have loved the output of young Julian Alvarez yeah. uh, of Manchester City. And he seems to be an ideal strike partner for Lionel Messi to play with because he seems to know when to make a run, uh, what sort of run to make. Uh, and he is very good in terms of his finishing. He's the, the typical fox in the box that Argentina hasn't had for a while now. Yeah, I think uh, Lionel Messi thrives when he has got a striker with very good movement. Mm. If you don't have movement, because Lionel Messi keeps on looking up. Whenever yeah. he has got the ball, he's mm. touching it, he's mm. looking up. He's touching it, he's looking up. So he's always looking for that run. And he does it very well. Messi doesn't like an old-fashioned target man as a, as a, as a, as a striker. Because then you need to 
bang on him and get it back and to play. But sometimes he wants to send the guy through. He wants yeah. to send you yeah. away. Go with it. But if you don't do that, then Messi finds it very difficult. Now he has to find a space for him to bang the ball onto you, get it back. But Alvarez does it very well. He's yeah. always on the move. He's always running. And that's why you can find Lionel Messi is always looking up, trying to thread the ball. Some of the passes that have been blocked, you can actually see where it was going. Yes. Yeah, but yeah. the defense has cut it off. So that is what Lionel Messi thrives on. I think with with Alvarez, I think he's in a in a good partnership. He's in a good partnership, certainly. And we can talk all the, uh, about the players uh, all we want, Barry. But uh, Lionel Scaloni, uh, he's also a, a man, I think, who should be given a lot of credit uh, for the direction Argentinian football has taken uh, from the disaster of that 2018 World Cup where they barely got over the line as far as qualification was concerned. Uh, and then they embarrassed themselves uh, in that tournament, being thumped by the likes of Croatia, uh, being upended. I think they were beaten by France, actually, in the round mm. of 16 4 3. I mean, it was a thrilling match, uh, but many people felt that uh, Argentina was just barely holding on in that game. Uh, and losing 4 3 was actually flattering to that Argentina side. But Lionel Scaloni took over the reins of this team, uh, a team he found in the pits of despair. Lionel Messi out of confidence, mm. and he's now turned their fortunes around. And testament to that is the fact that they went on to win Copa America. Copa America, yeah. They are now in a World Cup final, mm-hmm. and Lionel Messi has actually scored the highest amount of goals he has ever scored for Argentina mm-hmm. in a calendar year. So it's working. And uh, when we talk about figuring it out, it's Lionel Scaloni who has helped figure it out. And uh, he could join the pantheon of greats, uh, like the, uh, for instance, World Cup winners like uh, Cesar Luis Men- uh, Menotti, uh, and then of course Carlos Bilardo, who won the lo- the last two trophies that uh, uh, Argentina has to their name. And before he even got the job, he was playing a role in ensuring that this team stayed together. 2016, Scaloni in a tweet convinced Messi not to retire from the national team. 2018, he took over a broken Argentina that had lost three finals. Then, in 2021, they won the Copa America, as you pointed out, the first trophy since 1993. And now they're on the cusp of winning their first World Cup in a hell of a long time. Pierre in Warren Park has got in touch and he says a blockbuster of a final we do have on our hands. It'll be a tight affair. I want Argentina to win it and I believe this time around they're going to get over the line. Paulo Dybala will come from the bench to score the winning goal. Well, that message takes us to our preview of the game itself. How do we see things panning out on Sunday? As the stars shoot across the desert sky, the lions roar and the eagles swoop. Africa, we hunt as one. Africa's hunt has certainly ended, but the hunt is now on for Argentina and France for the ultimate prize in world football. And this coming after four weeks of wall-to-wall football. The showpiece match will be played in Qatar's biggest arena, the Lusail Stadium, and will be the 10th game of the tournament in the 88,000-seater. The match, of course, will start at 5 p.m. Central African time, 6 p.m in Qatar if you're a stickler uh, for exact times. Now, John McKenzie, football pundit, uh, uh, says his final is a tough one to call. It's a really tough one to 
call, I think, ta- from a tactical point of view as well, because both of these teams, I think, have been quite passive in the way that they've approached games uh, until maybe Argentina in the last game thought they were quite um, aggressive against um, against Croatia. Uh, but the big question is going to be how do you, how how does does each of those teams respond to the other team? Uh, I think both of the teams were lower on possession than their opponents in the semi-final, mm. so this is going to be a situation where that can't happen. They can't both have less possession than their opponent. Oh, well, we did talk about the last duel between these teams, and of course that was in the round of last 16 uh, in the 2018 World Cup in Russia. France prevailing 4-3 at Kazan Arena. Now, as far as the head-to-head is concerned, uh, Argentina and France have met on 12 previous occasions uh, in official matches with the Argentina winning six and losing three. The other three ending as draws. Alois, who goes into this game as favourites? Uh, I don't think there's a favorite for this mm, one. No clear favorite. Uh, I, I don't think so. Like uh, like the like the listener said, it's a blockbuster of a final. You know, this is what a lot of people, even from the quarterfinals, they, they were already looking at it. Even from the round of 16, when they were following the draw down downwards, they were looking at France in the final and either Brazil or Argentina. In the fact, they never thought Argentina, Brazil, I mean, they never thought Brazil was going to get knocked out mm. in the quarterfinals. They were looking at a semi-final blockbuster between Argentina and, uh, and, Brazil. and Brazil. Yes. So now, it, this is a, a final that everyone has been, has been looking for and waiting for. And it actually uh, comes out very nicely when there is a team of team, Mbappe team out here and there is a Messi team out there and they were like... It's Mbappe versus Messi. You see the headlines will start coming out maybe tomorrow, and people will be like, "It's Mbappe versus Lionel Messi." Mm. This is the narration that a lot of people want. They want grudges. You know, grudge matches are always uh, they always rivalry, bring that, ex- yes, yeah, that rivalry. That excitement. It brings the excitement in football, and that is why a lot of people are going to be glued for this final it's because a big of game. that rival. It's and, a and very it's, it's big very big close game. game. Yeah. And uh, Alois has said uh, it's too close to call, Barry. Uh, and uh, that is actually reflected in the last five games that these teams have played. It certainly is. I mean, listen, there's, there's nothing to separate them. These, these, these two uh, are big, big uh, uh, teams. You ran through the, 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 the stats there. You look at it. Um, they've played They've played in two World Cups. They've had three friendies in, the, in, the, in, that, in that time. And uh, they hasn't been much in it. Uh, the, the only one that delivered lots of goals was the one you talked about at Kazan Arena, which ended 4-3. Apart from that, again, again, that's one goal in it, albeit yeah. it's a high-scoring affair. So it's it, 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 it's too close to call. I think it's going to, again, be defined by moments. Who is going to have the moment? Is it France or is it Messi? Is it Messi? I want to stay with you, with you, with, with you, uh, Barry, and ask, listen, you are Scaloni, What's your call on that left-back position? Uh, Cunha was suspended. Uh, Talia Fico came in, did decently well, uh, was actually quite impressive. Do you bring back Acuna or do you stick with Talia Fico? Oh, shucks. Um, very briefly, they, 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 they traced Acuna. Uh, great in 1v1 duels. Uh, Talia Fico, a lot more. He's got a lot more pace uh, than, than Acuna. Uh, so on that basis, I probably... Gamble on Tagliafico uh, on the basis of the pace that's, that's, uh, that uh, France possesses uh, and try to counter that with someone who can go up and down uh, without too much uh, effect happening on the opposite side. So, yeah, it's, it's a tough call. <laughs> Acuna has been, he doesn't set a foot wrong, to be honest, uh, but I'd probably go with Tagliafico.
Alois, your thoughts on that one? Acuna or Talefico? Uh, to be honest, uh, you know, me, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of, of attacking football. And I, 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 Acuna, yes, and really impressed me in the, in that, in, in, in that, in that, uh, in that uh, Argentina lineup, to be honest. With uh, the ball, huh? Yeah, with the ball, yes. I'm a cut out in my heart, well, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I would go with Afiko. Tata Indiza says you guys and that German guy are wrong. Nine out of ten Argentina attacks leading to goal had Messi involvement uh, in defense. Yes, but don't flatter yourselves. In attack, it still give the ball to Messi mostly. Check the stats. I want to I, I wanna agree with them in that yes, Messi is pivotal, but goals are scored in moments. In moments, yeah. Uh, yeah. A game is played always for 90, 90 minutes. minutes yeah. uh, and so when people talk about Argentina is able to play with without him mm. is because the majority of the time Messi is actually not on he's the ball. Neutral. Yeah. That's why we keep he, saying yeah, that he's exactly. neutral. He's in a space. He's walking. Yeah. He's, he's trying to create space for himself. So he's neutral. Uh, he's not if involved. You, if he's you watch, passive. if you watch the highlights of a game, you're going to think, you know what, Lionel Messi was everywhere, was everywhere. and doing everything. Yeah. But yeah. when you watch the game. He has now become a player who influences moments, moments yes. yeah. big moments. And mm. remember, again, that statistic that was given by Arsene Wenger and the FIFA technical team. A player, on average, is on the ball three for minutes three minutes yeah. and 20 seconds yeah. only in 90 minutes. And, and the, with, the, with the goals, sometimes if he touches the ball now, then it goes to Barry, then it goes to Mike, mm. then Sean scores. Then, yeah, he's, he's also still involved. Mm. But that's not what we are talking about. No. When you say he's not, he's not involved, yes, he's involved in the team play, you know. And the other thing about Lionel Messi not marking, I think what he has done now, he's he's 35 years going for 36. Yeah. He cannot spend a lot of his energy pressing and everything. So what he's doing well is he just drops, mm-hmm. he occupies space so that you don't go past that space. Yeah. You have to go around him. So he is actually doing it very and well. Alvarez he drops is him. doing the chase. Yes. Yeah. All right, guys, uh, let's get into the predictions now. Uh, <laughs> uh, we've only got a couple of minutes uh, to go. Uh, I'm going to start with you, Barry. Who picks up the trophy on Sunday? Uh, ultimately, oh, we're not asking you to be a prophet, by the yeah, way. It's, it's just a prediction. It's Argentina. Argentina. Yeah, it's a prediction. Do you reckon Argentina? Give I me a scoreline. Argentina. I can give you a, a scoreline. I think it's going to be a long night. I think we're going to go into extra time, but I think it'll be an extra time goal that settles it. I don't think we'll go to penalties. Uh, well, one person who agrees with you uh, about it being a long night is Chris. Chris reckons oh. she's not here on the show, mm. but Chris reckons extra time and then penalties. Oh, and penalties. And then France to win it after no. a penalty shootout. So that's Chris's prediction. Alois? I'm going with 2 1 to France. 2 1 to France. Kylian Mbappé amongst no, the goals? Yeah. In 90. One, one goal. Uh-huh. I think uh, Griezmann will have another. He will have another one? You'll, 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 you'll go. So Mbappé on the score. I'm not a prophet. Griezmann, yes. I'm predicting. Yes, I am going to go to Kizias Mute from Guruve in Mutindo. Uh, this time, Argentina is going to win without a doubt. Another message says, I foresee penalties deciding this match. Both teams are going to play it safe and defend hard. And guys, so Kante and Benzema get absolutely nothing after helping the team to reach the tournament. Unfortunately, that's how yeah, it works that's out. That's, that's, that's football. If that's you're football. not there at the tournament, you don't get, you don't get anything. Nothing. Good evening to Gilbert Ngove. Loa Guerru. Nice to know that you're getting us loud and clear. You say good evening, guys. Mbappe and Antoine are all important to Team France. France 3 Argentina too. That is your prediction. Uh, and I am going with 
Argentina to win this one. I'm going for 2 1. One. But boots yeah. will be flying. I don't uh, think they'll be cautious. Yeah. I don't. I don't yeah. see caution I, in this I, game. I, foresee, I see yeah. boots flying. Yeah. yeah, just like the Mo- France Morocco mm-hmm. is going. That's that's intensity. I I foresee that. Oh, intensity. I did. I did give you a scoreline. Yeah, uh, I'm going for two nil. No. Two nil. No. After extra time, two goals in extra time. In extra time, time. time. hey, that'll be heartbreaking. Uh, I'm going with two one, two one to uh, Argentina after ninety minutes, which is the opposite of of Alois. Yeah, (laughs) all right, we gotta go. We're back on Monday where we're just gonna review uh, the World Cup final that takes place at five p.m. on Sunday. Uh, So don't miss that show. Five after. There's another game though. Oh yeah, the the, yeah. the bronze, the bronze medal. Ah, it's over, yeah, let's, completely. Let's, yeah, it's a bronze medal match, and hopefully Morocco does the business. They're taking on Croatia tomorrow. Uh, should be a good one as well. Uh, one to watch. I think Regragui uh, has uh, done enough to be coach of the year, certainly on the African continent. May God richly bless you. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Manande, out. Nice, Messi. The cleanest of clean finishes from the best on the planet. The biggest sports stories. Chelsea, the UEFA Champions League winners of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such such thuggish behaviour. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world in front of any player in the world and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's ZFM Sport on ZFM Stereo. My station, your station. Hi, this is Mike Mundled and you can catch me and the team for all the latest breaking news out of the world of sport, local as well as international on your favorite station, my station, your station, ZFM. We are Z-Team on ZFM Sport. Z.